everyone, and welcome to Everything with Jenna. My name is Jenna, and I want to say thank you. Thank you for taking some time to listen to my corner of the podcasting universe. So you guys, this week, this weekend, I guess I should say, is Valentine's Day. So I thought, what better topic to talk about than love? Uh, I've been thinking a lot about love lately, and mostly because, I guess, because Valentine's is coming up and you know, there's always this like stigma with Valentine's Day. And I honestly feel like Valentine's Day is either like single awareness day or I'm so happy I'm in love kind of a thing. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Valentine's Day, but I don't hate it either. Uh, I saw a TikTok. It was really funny. This girl goes like, you know how like if you aren't on TikTok, people like hit their phones or pretend to hit their phones to be like hitting some people, I guess, to get attention. And it's like, we don't all want, we don't want flowers on Valentine's Day. And this other person like duets it and goes like, speak for yourself. I want flowers on Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It made me laugh. I personally like to get flowers on Valentine's Day, but it's not like my end all be all or anything like that. Um, I am lucky in love and I have been a serial monogamist for most of my life uh, as uh, once I started having, quote, boyfriends and stuff like that. Uh, When I got older, I think I was really looking for the right person, Mr. Right for me. And I think I was trying to fit into squares, perhaps that maybe weren't the best for me. Uh, I've talked a little bit about my first marriage and things like that on this podcast, but I always find it interesting. Um, the, the differences between my first husband versus my husband. And, uh, Obviously, I'm a much different person too. And and that is like something that I feel very strongly about is that I know that the person that I was when I got married to husband number one is totally different than the person I am now, or even the person that my husband first started dating when we first started dating coming up on eight years ago now, which is crazy. It doesn't feel like it, uh, but it's interesting, right? So I think when I think about the two biggest relationships I've had in my life, which was, have been my ex-husband and and my husband. Um, and I don't want to say current husband because obviously he is my current husband, but he's my forever husband. And I'm putting it out there because that's truly how I strongly feel. And I have to be very honest with you and with myself. I don't believe I felt that way with my ex-husband and there were warning signs and triggers that I just were ignoring. And that's not his fault. And it's not really my fault. I just think it was me being naive. Uh, And not as to say when you're young and you get married young, that it doesn't work out because there's plenty of stories, plenty of examples of people who got married when they were super young, and they're living there happily ever after. For me, I think I just really wanted to make sure I wasn't going to be alone. And now my ex-husband, he was not a bad person at all. It just, for me and him, we weren't just the best people. We couldn't be the best versions of ourselves with one another. And, uh, you know, it's my perspective. And I'm sure if he ever heard this or had anything to say back, I'm sure he would tell a different story because that was his perspective. And I don't disparage him against that by at, at all. I just think that 
we each have our own perspective on things. Uh, when my ex-husband and I met, I was in a very vulnerable place in my life. Uh, I had just graduated from college. I was trying to figure myself out. Uh, I had kind of been dating this guy that we had been together for about a year. We broke up. Um, he was like my college person. He was someone that I had been with in the later part of my college years. And, and we had broken up, kind of gotten back together, kind of broken up. It was just a weird relationship. And I do believe truly that I definitely loved that particular guy very, I mean, not very much, but I did love him and I wanted to be with him in a way, but I wasn't sure if it was right. Like something wasn't exactly right with that whole situation. And and I think it was his lack of I don't know. I know he loved me too. And I think just, I just think that we were young. He was a little older than I was by like a year, not much. And when we broke up, it was because he graduated before I did. He moved, um, away like two hours away. And then I was going down there. He was coming up to see me and it was hard. Long distance sucks, you know, and I don't care who you are. Long distance is really, really challenging. And, uh, especially remember this is before FaceTime. This is before really, I mean, we obviously had the internet, but I think we probably had AOL instant messenger, but we didn't have, uh, we probably had MySpace actually. Yeah, we did. But you know, it's that kind of thing. It wasn't like FaceTime was a thing or any of that kind of stuff. So needless to say, uh, we were kind of seeing each other off and on and I was dating. We weren't exclusive. I was kind of dating different people, just kind of seeing what was out there. But I remember thinking that like, uh, I don't know if he's the right person for me. And my grandmother passed away when my grandmother passed away. Uh, I was of course sad and I came to Las Vegas and where she lived and where my other dad lived. And if you need a refresh on my family history, there's a there's a podcast about that in my, in my podcast. Um, and with that being said, I'm my ex-husband and I met at a bar. So it was really awkward. Um, <laughs> so that happened. Um, we met at a bar, it was this big thing and whatever. And so like he called me and, uh, I answered eventually he called me like twice and I answered and we started talking and whatever. And again, long distance. So I lived in the Phoenix area at the time he lived in Las Vegas and we started doing this long distance thing. Now this was the time when you had to have like, you couldn't, you didn't have unlimited minutes on cell phones until after nine o'clock. So we would do, we would like talk at night and it was this whole thing. And, and I think with my ex-husband, the thing that shook me in a, like a exciting way was that no one had ever paid so much attention to me. Like he would talk to me for hours and we would talk and share and we really got to know one another. And that was really exciting to me. Like it was really, really exciting that he like wanted to know everything about me. Uh, Whereas the guys I had dated before, either I had known for a long time and we were friends and then we started dating or I don't know. It was just different. Like I just felt like I was being pursued really hard and I liked it. I'm not going to lie. I thoroughly enjoyed that because, you know, you feel wanted. You feel like, well, damn, okay. Well, this guy thinks I'm the hottest piece of ass since this side of the Mississippi or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. And he is really good at it. Um, and just for, for, um, perspective, my ex-husband's a salesman, so he knows how to sell and he sold himself and not, 
No, that sounds terrible. But, you know, he sold him to me and he's really funny and he he really made me feel good about myself. And it was just like fireworks. Like we just got along. He made me laugh. But there were things that he said or did that I didn't agree with. And I just blew him off. Right. And red flags all over the place. And I just ignored them because I was like, oh, no, but he he makes me feel really good. And he makes he makes me feel beautiful and he loves me and, you know, all this stuff. Right. So anyways, uh, so I relocated from Phoenix to Vegas and um, we moved in together and it was really fast. And again, young and dumb. I was 23, almost 24 when we moved in together. And then um, we got, we got engaged. Like we met in May and we got engaged in December. And in the meantime, I relocated to Vegas. So it was super fast. His parents who I adore, by the way, um, they weren't exactly super happy about it. I don't think my parents were either, but I think they were just like, well, they're going to do what they're going to do. We're in our twenties. We weren't like children, even though we were children, to be honest. But, um, And it was like, I just assumed that you're supposed to struggle in a relationship. I just assumed that things that you didn't like about your partner or then your husband at this point, I just thought like, okay, well, this is what it's going to be. And this is what it's supposed to be. Um, it wasn't like, that's not so great guys. I'm not going to lie. Like there were things that I just ignored and again, not to any fault of my ex-husband's, but there was just things that I ignored because I didn't want to see them. And when I think back on that, it was those things that I ignored that I really should have taken homage with and really paid attention to, but I just didn't want to. So the thing is, though, I have to say no one that I know anyways, even with paying attention or not paying attention I don't know of anyone who's like, yeah, sweet. Let me get married and let me blow up this relationship and, uh, let me get divorced and go through all of that. And then let's throw a kid in the mix too, because that seems like a really great idea. And obviously that was not my intention. Again, always a committed person. And it was really hard when our relationship finally ended. He actually was the one to do it. He was actually the one to say, we can't do this anymore. And, I will actually forever be grateful for him saying that because I don't know if I would have been strong enough to say that because I didn't want to be a failure, even though I was miserable and he knew I was miserable and he was probably miserable as well. Uh, I just didn't want to be the person to say it. I didn't want to be the one to end it. Actually, that's not entirely true. When we were married for, oh, not even a year, I thought, I have got to end this marriage and I've thought very long and hard about it and I was not happy and I was just really not happy and we were fighting a lot and I thought, well, this is not good. And I grew up in a household where my parents were very loving, um, very rarely had disagreements and if they did, it was over like dumb stuff, right? Uh, nothing ever big or anything like that. And uh, we were fighting a lot. And a lot of it had to do with money. And I think like when you are young and you don't make a lot of money, (laughs) problem for that's cause for problem, right? And then you have this whole keeping up with other people. And 
Um, it just was challenging. It was not challenging. And to be very fair, I was not great with money, but my ex-husband is really not good with money or he wasn't when we were together. So all of those things combined, it just wasn't good. And I thought I have to get out of this marriage. And my parents moved from the Phoenix area to Las Vegas because they, because I'm their only child. Again, hear my history, my family story, if you're confused, because then I have a sister and a brother too. So it's a whole other story, but any hoodle, they moved here. And I thought, okay, well, my parents are here and, you know, this is good. And as soon as I started thinking, like, I'm going to end this marriage and scared to death about what that was all going to be, I found out I was pregnant. And I had been told for many, many years I was never going to be able to have a baby. Like, multiple doctors, like, things are not just you know, I just have issues. And so with that being said, I found out I was pregnant. And to me, I took that as a, this is a sign. One, you're never supposed to be able to have children. Uh, and I always wanted children. Like that was my thing. And so my ex-husband was super supportive, like we'll adopt when we can afford it. And bam, I wind up pregnant. And I thought like, holy moly. Um, and it was legit you know, now I have a 13 and a half year old, but, uh, I was just like, holy shit, I cannot believe I'm pregnant. And so I took it as a, this is my sign. I need to stay with this man. And honestly, I pushed all of my doubts away and thought this is a sign from God, from whomever, you know, I, I, you know, I believe in God and I believe in, and I know not everyone does, but I do. And, and I believe that this was God and the universe saying like, this is the person you're supposed to be with. And I stayed, obviously, I certainly wasn't going to leave when I was pregnant. Um, and again, my ex-husband is not a bad person at all. And I don't want it ever to be said that I think he is just, we don't agree on a lot of things. So anyways, long story short, uh, he ended our relationship. He ended our marriage, uh, because we both were miserable and, um, there were shenanigans and on both sides, I would say, but it was not good. There was some, a lot of shenanigans going on, a lot of things, not good. And, uh, I remember he came in and he said, I want a divorce and I lost my shit and I cried and I like collapsed on the floor. Um, but I think some of it was a release too. Right. So needless to say, we get divorced. I mean, obviously there was a lot included in that whole thing and just back and forth. And like, are we going to get back together? Cause then it was like, well, maybe we should just try and be separated and see if we can work things out and you know, all this and that. But ultimately we closed that door and our relationship completely ended. Um, which I'm grateful for and very grateful for because it taught me, I think so many things about myself. So losing that love of, of being a wife in the manner that I had to come uh, become accustomed to it and losing all of that in which I lost, I gained tenfold. I learned how to be independent, which I had never really been before. Not that I'm not a strong person, but I always was in a relationship in some way, shape or form, right? I was always whatever. I was always, always. And so this forced me to be by myself when my son wasn't at home. It felt I had to deal with a lot of emotions that uh, I chose to ignore, as I was talking about earlier. And going through that process made me really see who I really am not who I wanted to be, not who I thought everyone wanted to be, wanted me to be, not 
any of those things except for who I really am. And that was striking because it took some time. You know, it definitely took quite a bit of time to come through and come to those real, come to that realization, uh, as to who I really wanted to be, but who I really am. I feel like I became a much better parent. Uh, my child has always meant everything to me, but because I was so focused on dealing with my relationship with my ex-husband, I couldn't really focus on Jack as much as I, I mean, that sounds terrible. I was obviously very focused on Jack, but it was always this and that and this and that and back and forth. And I was just being pulled in multiple directions. And, you know, I was able to focus on Jack and I was able to focus on myself and it was hard, but it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me, honestly. And I don't say that lightly because I firmly believe in marriage and I believe in taking a vow and I believe that I I never wanted to get divorced at all but it's what happened and I've accepted that and it truly made me the person who I am today because I was able to find who I really was and that is something that I am forever grateful for to my ex-husband for honestly by saying like we can't do this anymore I'm really grateful for that because if I wouldn't have done that, if he wouldn't have said that and we wouldn't have gotten divorced, I never would have met my husband and my husband right now, you guys, is the very best person for me as a partner, as a friend, as a everything. And I have never felt more connected to another individual besides my son, obviously, but you know, as a partner than I have with my husband. And I do think it's because we were older and I did go through that experience and he had his own experiences, his own things that he brought to our relationship. Um, he had never been married, doesn't have children, but the amount of, I think, camaraderie, <laughs> which sounds weird, but compassion that we have for one another and the fact that we are so aligned and things don't have to be hard. Um, things shouldn't be hard in a relationship. And it took me a really, really long time to understand that. Like you don't have to struggle in a relationship. That's not necessary. Uh, and I get a little emotional thinking about it because they don't have to be hard. Now, have we had our ups and downs? Absolutely. But I have to honestly say, we had all of those ups and downs before he even proposed. Probably the biggest up and down was that I was like, why is he not asking me to marry him? And I was getting really upset because I'm like, what? Seal the deal, dude. Even though I did tell him, like, I never want to get married again. So partially that was partially my problem. But that that tune changed when as things became more and more serious between the two of us. But I have to say, we have been married for more than three years. And I can only think of, and I kid you not, one argument we've had in over three years, actually, um, since we were engaged. So we got engaged in December, 2016, and it's now February, 2021. One time we've had an argument and it wasn't the best argument. Obviously you never want to argue, but that's it one time. I mean, we sure we have little like disagreements here and there, but very, very, very rarely. And I'm not saying that that's the way that every relationship should be, but I've done 
two very strikingly different relationships that are adult big girl relationships. And I have to say, this version is a hell of a lot better, you guys. Like, I am not kidding. It is so much better. It is so much just inspiring um, how much he loves me and in a different way than say the way or the way he shows it, I guess, more than anything. The way he shows me love is totally different than the way that my ex-husband did in some ways, right? Like, like I said, initially when I first started dating my ex-husband, it was just all fireworks and this and that. And he would just like, you know, he pursued me so hard. My husband didn't pursue me super hard. He pursued me for sure, but he didn't like, I don't know. It's just weird. The way that he shows his affection or his initial interest, I guess, was is different because he's a different person. But I have zero doubt in my mind of how much he loves me or how much he loves Jack. Like he, I mean, he will do anything for either one of us and I would do anything for him. And I think that's where it is, right? Like I, since my husband and I have been together and specifically since we got married, I would say like the amount of flourishing I've done personally has been tremendous. The amount of growing I have done. And I think it's because it's my environment. I am nurtured and I am cared for in a way that I've never been cared for before. And I have to say, when it comes to that, obviously I put in what I get. I mean, I, I put out a lot too as to nurturing back and this and that, but it is like a legitimate happy home. Whereas I feel like with my relationship with my ex-husband, we just pretended it was a happy home. We really put on a good show. And like I said, he was a salesman. He is a salesman. I'm a big personality. He's an even way bigger personality. And we painted a really pretty picture. We really did. Like we could be screaming and yelling at each other and we would walk into a room and you'd be like, oh, look, there's the happy couple. And they would not know because we instantly could put a mask on. Now I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to hide who I really am or pretend I'm being, I'm something that I'm not, or I'm happy if I'm not, that's not the case. And I am incredibly grateful to understand and recognize the difference of it. I am incredibly thankful that I have been able to grow as a human being by myself, but even more with my husband. And I know this is like a weird, you know, conversation to have. But I highly, from my, what I'm trying to say is, I guess, from myself, I would highly encourage you if you're not in a happy relationship or you're seeing red flags, don't ignore them. Whatever those are for you, don't ignore them. Whatever you do with it, stay, don't stay. I mean, that's not my place to say either way, but recognize them and deal with them because ignoring them does not do anything but cause more problems. Sure. Are there things that my husband does that maybe annoy me a little bit at times? Absolutely. But my mom always says, does the good outweigh the bad? And if the good outweighs the bad, then it's all worth it. And it's absolutely the case. The good outweighs the bad. Um, there is no bad, but sure. Would I wish that like, Everyone cleaned as much as I did? Absolutely. But if that's my biggest bitch, I think I'm doing pretty good. You know, and and that's the thing. 
I, I just would encourage anyone who is maybe struggling in a relationship to consider it, to think about it and to be, and to be aware of what it is that you're really struggling with. Is it yourself? Is it your partner? Or even when it comes to work, if it's a working relationship, right? And you are struggling. Why are you struggling in your work? What is the reason for it? Is it a relationship you have with a colleague, with a coworker, with your boss? How can you work on that? How can that, how can you move forward from that? And if you can't, and you recognize that, then you need to do something about it. And I'm just saying in my personal experience, life is too short to be unhappy. I have lived both versions and I'm currently living in the very happy, you know, fifties TV show. What I always wanted in my life is everything I've ever wanted. I didn't know, and I didn't know it was going to turn out the way it did and how it is. And there's definitely things that I struggle with, but ultimately speaking, I'm living in my happily ever after. I really, truly am. And I feel like I lost so much time with not being in my happily ever after and pretending I was. So I would say in my TED talk here today, please live in your happily ever after, whatever that is for you. Because life is too short and we all deserve to be happy. I really fully, firmly believe that. So as we come into Valentine's Day and as we talk about love and happily ever laugh afters in fairy tales, I feel like they do really exist. It's not all for show. And it might not look like what it does on a Disney cartoon or on a TV show, but it's still pretty freaking amazing. And I really, really want all of my listeners and all of my friends and family to live in their happily ever after. I truly do. So with that being said, I have gone on way too long just rambling about my own personal life and being very, very preachy. So I try not to be, but here I am. Anyway, uh, I hope you all have a fabulous rest of your day. And I hope if you're celebrating Valentine's Day that you get the damn flowers if you want the flowers or you get the chocolate, you get whatever you want. Uh, so hope you all are well. Thank you again so much for listening. Bye everyone. Mm-hmm.